0: Welcome to Netfront Presence. I'm Jeff Gordon of the Post-Dispatch, joined by Blues beat reporter Jim Thomas. This week in the Netfront, and uh, JT, just back from D.C., hanging out in, uh, with the Movers and Shakers there after the uh, White House visit. Uh, your, uh, your impressions of, uh, of how it went for our heroes as they took their bow for winning the Stanley Cup? Well, none of, uh,
1: none of our St. Louis Blues realized they were going to be called up to the podium by uh, uh the forty fifth president of the United States and uh of all the ones to be I think he was called up first or second was I think it was first, Jaden Schwartz, who's one of the most media shy yeah. blues players. He's about, you know, five foot four or something. And he was like a comedic comedic uh, hit up there asking the president to, to to play golf with him sometime and bragging about how good he and Bozak are at golf. Wow. All of the all of the players were all the players were uh, they were kind of scared to death when they and even Barubi said, "Yeah, I was a little oh, nervous." But they they handled it very well. They had fun with it, and uh, uh, it was it, it was a good day. And and thankfully, uh, you know, politics were at least for the most part by the president were kept out of it. And he talked hockey. He he mashed up a few names, uh, uh, Petrangelo among them. But heck, we've heard Pierre McGuire do that, so that's that's <laughs> that's nothing. That's nothing new. And. Uh, I think uh, Jane Schwartz's new nickname is Jason because he was referred to as Jason on a couple of
0: Yeah occasions, and like he's uh, starting his career as maybe a talk show host or something. He jumped right into that. Uh, now the players say that he's like this when, he's, when we're, we're not around. Right that
1: he's like he's like the one of the funniest guys on on the team, but it was uh, it was pretty uh, Pretty hilarious, and then you know when you call Jordan Binnington up there too, and he—you oh never know—but he—he—he he was on his best behavior when you when you call him up there. You never know what he he might say, but uh, no, it was good. And how about how about poor Alex Steen when he just said, "Hey, look at that mug! Look look at this mouth on this guy! You know the chipped tooth!" Uh, and yeah. Alex zander has been on the, the maybe the wrong end of a couple of shots from the point or, you know, maybe it sticks across the nose. And uh, it is a hockey face, wouldn't you say, yes, Jeffrey?
0: Yes, yes. He has uh, uh, played the game uh, heart and soul, and he's uh, put himself in harm's way. When you're killing penalties for a living. Right blocking shots <laughs> it's going to be tough, so hey one of the cool things they did was uh brought they brought back a couple of the retired blues right and uh, chris Butler uh, who uh, had a chance to keep playing this year as a would probably have been a leader but back in San Antonio, but decided he's had enough for concussions and injuries and and just you know the new baby uh, joining the family and such and and also Chris Thorburn, who had a good run as a as a rugged player in the league uh, it must have been nice for the boys to see those two uh well-liked guys uh you know real heart and soul type guys back with the group just for the trip yeah
1: and uh uh interesting thing was they joined the team in montreal so they 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 fly they they flew with the team from montreal to uh uh the new york islanders game and then down to to dc for the uh uh for the trip to the white house and uh uh, they actually got in since it was Columbus Day and it was a uh, it was a noon game with the Islanders. They got in in time and most of the Blues. I don't know if all of them went uh, to the Cardinal game and uh, oh, well, well, that's that's for another a different podcast, yeah. right? That's that's not in our neighborhood. So, but yeah, it was it was good to see those two guys. And of course, poor Justin Falk. Uh, he is uh, uh, they, he he's missed a lot of this stuff. You know, he didn't go to uh, what was it the Monday before the regular season opener, like two days before the uh, Washington game. He didn't go to the ring presentation. Uh, He went back in the locker room during the banner-raising ceremony. Mm -hmm. Uh, Up in Toronto, he didn't go to the Hall of Fame stuff because he wasn't part of the team, and and he wasn't at the White House. So I don't know if he's just back at his uh, hotel room watching Netflix or taking taking a walk. He probably could have had time uh, uh, during the Washington trip maybe to to scoot back home to – or uh, what was his professional home down down to Carolina? If he'd left anything at home, and then, but he he rejoined the team and and uh, flew back with them from uh, D.C. But kind of been a uh, little bit of a strange strange uh, orientation for him, just because of all the cup stuff. But Mr. Gordon, the the cup stuff's finally over, and yeah, yeah, finally now it. it's just hockey. We've got chill in the air here in the, in St. Louis, so it's a it's hockey
0: season. All right, one last thing on the trip is: uh, Did uh, Chris Thorburn is he all cleaned up now, looking corporate, or is he still? No, he's got the man bun. Uh, he's got the man bun going. So yeah, <laughs> he I, hasn't I, taken a job selling insurance or real estate. Apparently not, not
1: yeah. unless you know uh, they, they they his his company didn't mind the uh, maybe it was Man Bun Prudential or something. <laughs> and they, they didn't mind. No, he hasn't cleaned up too much.
0: All right, so back to work, uh, not a bad road trip. It could have been a really nice road trip. They let the third period get away in, in Long, on Long Island after a really good second period. Uh, you know I thought playing a structured team like the Islanders was perfect after they got caught up skating with the uh, Canadians and they so they kind of got back to their game really really good second period. It looked like they you know changing behind the pressure. It just seemed like they had their script uh, they're back on script, and then it kind of got away from them in the third and they were it put at a disadvantage in the overtime. Uh, I was a little surprised to see, uh, maybe just because uh, Coach Barube was looking forward to the White House trip, but he seemed almost <laughs> early upbeat in his comments <laughs> to you after the You're air.
1: right. It, it, it was strange, and uh, usually uh, he, he's uh, uh, all you have to do is look at him, and you can tell he's, he's fuming, but he wasn't. I think he was looking big picture, the fact, as you mentioned, Jeff, that uh, they really found their game in the second period. They played a, you know, a decent uh, to, to pretty good first period, but uh, it looked like kind of vintage – Blues hockey in that second period against the Islanders in terms of cycling, puck possession, you, you wish they, and, and they did a couple times, but you wish they could have got uh, inside more. Even winning, you know, getting off to that 3-0-1 start, it didn't look like the Blues, and we all now under Beruby, we have a clear picture of their mm-hmm. identity and what they're supposed to look like, and for all but you know little flashes in those earlier games, even though the Blues were winning. It didn't look like the Blues team. And I think that's that's why uh, maybe he was he was more upbeat about what he saw. And the players were clearly upset after the game, but it seemed like they got over it pretty quick. I, I don't think they're going to panic too much if something goes wrong early in the season. One, because of the confidence that they took out of last season, and also uh, uh, the fact I think they have a realization that they won, they have a good team, and two, you know, it's a long haul. They're not going to get too bent out of mm-hmm. shape over squandering a point in mid-October. Now, if they end up missing the playoffs by one point, they they might uh, look back to it. But and it, Plus, it was a weird way the way the Islanders game uh, ended. Granted, there, there was a... Uh, Mix-up that led to the, the first goal by Jason, uh, I mean, uh, Jaden Schwartz, excuse me, and uh, uh, so a mix-up there, and uh, there was a that near-side goal. That, that normally, Bennington doesn't give those up where you just leave a crack, but the one, the tying goal, a wicked deflection off of Steen's stick, and then mm-hmm. the overtime goal, Petrangelo gets hit in the foot with a puck. He's in clear pl- pain. He can't move, and so... They get a man uncovered in the slot, and that's the end of that game. Well, that's, you know, the hockey gods helped the Blues when Shen scored his first goal and fifth in a row uh, where he just tried to to get a backside pass to uh, Tarasenko and it deflected off of uh, a New York Islanders uh, player. But then the, the hockey gods kind of evened it up uh, at the end. So, you know, what are you going to do, Jeffrey?
0: Yeah, I guess the uh, some positives out of the game for number 91. Uh, one... And of course, you always the answer to when you're not scoring is to get inside. And while he didn't score that first goal, he did drive the net. And he did. Yeah, and helps. So by right. being there, he right. helps cause the he goal. He draws the coverage. The pass comes across. The defender accidentally uh, tips it in the net. and kept it from getting to 91, but it ends up putting it in the old net. But he drove the net. Two, we saw a one-time shot. From ninety one. Now that? that didn't go in, but then yeah. and subsequently he took that uh, more his traditional shot to wrister. But I like the fact that when he takes can take that shot on that side of the ice. Yes. You know it's it's just to me that's a better place for him to be. So there was three three positives. He did score, but we saw some things from him uh, in that game in the process that were encouraging.
1: Yeah, uh, and uh, it's funny before the game, a brief uh, pregame. Uh, uh, media scrum with uh, with Baruby, he's talking about how he needs to get inside more, meaning Tarasenko, and uh, you can't live on the outside, and you, you've got to get your shots. And Tarasenko on the exercise bike, like ten feet away. He probably could hear what Barubi was saying without too much uh, uh, without too much effort. So uh, I guess the message uh, sank in. And uh, I talked to to, to Vladdy, uh, and we're ta- we're taping this on uh, on Wednesday, so we'll have a story online. Just him talking about, you know, when he was sick, uh, and he didn't really go into detail about the illness, he, but it, it set him back a little bit. He was pretty, whether it was a virus or a bug, and he he talked a little bit about the knee injury and mi- missing some uh, some some training. And uh, just, I'll give you a quick spoiler alert: he has been in the Kremlin with Putin. So, how many hmm. non-politicians right have shook hands with? President of the U.S. and what what is Putin? Is he a president or what the uh, whatever? He, whatever, yeah, whatever Grand puba of yeah. Russia. So it's probably a pretty short list of sports. Athletes.
0: You didn't notice him slipping a note to uh, Trump <laughs> from uh, Putin. <laughs> you
1: know. No, uh, or maybe maybe Trump calling Barbashev and uh, Vladi aside, asking him if they knew anything on the Ukraine. Huh?
0: Yeah, no, it was uh, well good. Well, it's it's good to see a lot of fans were getting uh, as you could tell from the live chats. They were getting a little tight about ninety one. Uh, worried that you know he hadn't recovered from the knee surgery, which does cut into your training. And he's never, you know, he's never a speed speed player, anyways. And but he
1: doesn't look like he's even got his speed back to yeah. me. Whatever speed you right, might right. say that he had. So
0: so it's interesting. I think this. And it's funny because once he gets going. I think you'll see him get a little bit of a jump going now that he's gotten the, he's broken through, so uh, he's an interesting guy to watch uh Vladimir because it's funny because he can drift, and when he actually did not get a shot on goal in what was a wide open game, that was kind of that set off some alarms i guess well yeah Berman. and
1: i i i look back I didn't have all my resource stuff handy, but it was uh it did not happen all of last year, and I think tom timmerman uh uh, tweeted out that it was like 135 games wow. in a row that he would had at least one shot on goal. So yeah, you're, and even beyond that, his total shots on goal were just so so low compared to uh, uh, normal in the, right. the first five games. But maybe this will get him get him spark. And you have plenty of other guys going. And we all know some guys, you know, will be slumping or slow, and some guys will be hot and some not. But uh, you've got Shen going. Uh, I mean. My goodness, he scored every game since he signed his extension. So I, I guess so far it looks like a pretty good idea to re-up him. No,
0: he's he's been energized, and you know you've got the the two lines that are working. Your top two lines, uh, you know, O'Reilly was uh, didn't have a productive game on Long Island, but he is off to a good start. Peron's off to a good start. You know, Sammy got a good start. I mean, it's still a, a day-to-day proposition for him, making sure that he you know he stays on task. But right. uh, you know, but and you know, like there were some moments where he was getting engaged and some you know some exchanges, uh-huh. some a around the boards, you know, right. some back and forth. So yeah. you know, it was on balance, you feel good about the first couple groups, and I guess uh, Craig Brubez still looking for um, you know that third line, and maybe Robert Thomas as he creeps closer to, to playing. Yeah, we'll will uh, will, uh, will address that that uh, concern.
1: Yeah, it, it'll certainly help, and and there's a chance that. Uh, uh, Thomas will play Thursday. And so, uh, with Vancouver in town at the start of a four game, uh, homestand, we, we just, we just blog that out. So please, uh, listen to our podcast, but check stltoday.com and, and, uh, Jeff Gordon, Tom Timmerman, we, we always have tons of tons of blue stuff. And, and so it looks like Thomas will be back. He'll help that line just because of his puck handling and his passing and possession. And, you know, the fourth line's been okay to maybe a little better, a couple goals by Sunquist on the trip. Uh, Barbashev is checking, and, and uh, physical play has been good, but uh, he, he's hardly taking any shots. Take some shots, Ivan. And then Steve, boy, he's he's such a tough guy. He just he blocked five shots in that Montreal game, and people were down on the blues because the bottom fell out near the end, but it's not like they weren't. When you're blocking shots the way they were, and there were shots that were, you could tell, were hurting people. They're into the game, but uh, they, it just seemed like they got mesmerized by Montreal's skating ability, and we'll see them here Saturday night. They'll be, they'll be back here, so hopefully they won't be me- mesmerized by the Canadians. But anyway, so the fourth line's okay, but it's all about that third line. Here, we're, we're six games in now, no goals for the uh, third line, and really only, uh, I think, a couple assists by Bozak, and neither of them came when he was really with that line. One was uh, the empty net goal when they have a hodgepodge of players out there. And I think the other one was, you know, where one line was shifting, and he was actually, I think, out there with the with – the, uh, uh, might have been out there with uh, Perron, but but it wasn't with his line. So they, they, you can't have a third line that's not producing like that.
0: No, and I think if you look at what Thomas could bring, I mean, this – before he got dinged up and, uh, you know, before we knew if he was fully recovered from, uh, you know, his uh, surgery – his repairs after last season, I mean, potentially this guy is a, uh, is a 60 point forward when he's healthy and he matures and he can even be more than that. I mean, he can, he can go in, he can, uh, he can gain the zone entries, He can create space for himself. Uh, he like I say he, the puck possession is a strength of his. He can, he can hang on to it, create space for himself then to, to use his teammates to, to, to rid a sense of mobilize uh, defenders, but with his control, and, and guys, you just don't have a lot of guys in your team that can do that, that can, can, can go in and, and create the opportunity to, to control the puck and create a play. And, and, you know, and we haven't seen any of that this season. So when we try to evaluate where the Blues are, I mean, where can the Blues be better? This, that's a giant possibility for Mm -hmm. for robert thomas it's going to take a while for him to get into his game i would imagine but yeah you know by mid-season this will be very interesting to see where this guy is yeah and then then the
1: only kind of question mark would be okay the other winger on that bozak line and uh looks like sanford is is back in the in the doghouse here a little Mm. bit i I think mckechern i think may well maybe not if if thomas returns thursday but uh but Ruby said some really good things about McKechnie, and especially since he only played like seven and a half minutes. But I, 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 I think he th- believes that McKechnie more into it maybe now in terms of physical play, skating hard, than than Sanford is. And Sanford, you know, and it's something. It's that he remains a bit of an enigma. But I, you know, he's a younger player. I think it's something he can work out of. And then Fabry, I thought he had really pretty good game against Montreal he had some good
0: chances but overall we haven't seen a whole lot you know yeah I think the, the frustration with Sanford is that he has not responded to uh, peer pressure if you will Sammy Blay uh, figured out hey I get I want to stick in the NHL I got to be physical and Boyd was he ever uh, Barberchef human missile you know mm-hmm. he's a guy mm-hmm. that you know could go back to the KHL and be an offensive player at this level, he's got to be a human missile, and he, he does that. Uh, Sundquist became just uh, a very robust player. And these guys have, have got him. McEachern, you don't have to tell him. He knows he's a straight-line guy. If they need a guy to come up and run into people, Jordan Nolan, the captain down in San Antonio, he'll come out play a straight-line game. So you got all these other guys doing it. Yeah. And, you Jeff, know, what
1: do you call it? For ruby points. They know who yeah, yeah, no, They know no, how to yeah. get for ruby all points. Oh, they
0: know, and if they want to get on the next shift – it's so, it's, but it's not osmosis. It's not automatic. It's not you know you got to have you got to want to do it. And I guess, again, I keep watching him, knowing that at some point there's going to be extras, if you will. And if he sits out for a while, and mean, meanwhile you got Cairo in development, and Thomas is healthy, and McEckard's pushing to try Costin. to get some games, and Costin's developing, and you're going to want to look at him at some point this year. I'm just saying, I wouldn't say the egg timers on him, but he's. Um, He's getting close to being on the clock, Zach Sanford.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely trending in 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 that uh, in that direction. So yeah, if you get you got Tarasenko, we think is uh, is is back, and uh, and we know he's a streaky player. But other than the third line, that really the 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 offense, the forward lines look pretty good on on defense. It's kind of an interesting thing what what they're doing so far with uh, uh, Gunnarsson and Bortuzzo kind of rotating in and out, and and. Depending on whether it's Gunnarsson or Bortuzzo, it it's affecting where Falk goes. And Falk, I talked to Falk a little bit after the uh, Montreal game, and he you know he said it he is something a little new. I mean, he he's used to just kind of having one partner. So with everything else, he's adjusted to. He's playing with Petro some light, nights and playing with Falk. Uh, excuse me, Dunn some nights.
0: No, I do like the idea. I'm keep pressing for keeping. Uh, you know, Gunnarsson's not a guy that can play 82 games, but. When he's in, and you got your right side guys lined up on the right for at least the start of the game, and then as you condense and you get into the power plays, penalty kill, and such, you know, things all get changed around to, to a degree depending on how the minutes are going. But still, I like the idea of having those, those groups. And I like the idea the other day in the overtime game, you had everybody between like 17 and a half minutes and 21 and a half minutes. You had six guys that all, they all played a lot. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, that's, you didn't have anybody with nine minutes, you know. Or, you know, like in the past <laughs> yeah. you've had that situation when, when you got a, a schmaltz was filling in, he get seven minutes or something. You know, I mean, <laughs> so you had – you had your, I, I just like the balance on the time usage and the right and the left. It, I, w- I found that more comfortable. And, the, and the, the other thing is we've seen these guys, some of these guys try to go back over and play on the left. And I don't know. You're trying to get the puck out on your backhand. You're trying to pinch in on your right, backhand. Right. The, those are the two two really important things you got to do in today's game. And that right left thing, I think it's never been more important because there's just one on the offensive side. The D men are activating and trying to trying to sustain pressure, especially the way the Blues play to keep the puck in along the wall and keep the cycle. And two defensively, you know you're under you're under duress in today's game. You are under you are you are being blitzed on every possession. <laughs> you have got to be able to move that puck quickly. I, I kind of like the three right, three left. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. are you seeing uh, one, any, like when Petro plays the left side, I mean, is it, is it a little dicey?
1: Well, he, he doesn't, and and obviously you have more trained hockey eyes than I do, but he, he doesn't look maybe as comfortable. Falk has volunteered to go over on the left, like in the, uh, uh, what was it, the, uh, the Toronto game, uh, the Petro's game-winning goal, it, you know, Falk was supposed to be on the right side, but Falk could tell that Petro was playing very well on the right. He said, "You just stay over there. Sometimes they just it's in the middle of a shift on right. the ice, and they'll they'll uh, uh, they'll change up the guy." And I agree with you that basically the the best look is the th- the three right, three left, and the guy that suffers is Bortuzzo, who actually has played very well. We know he's not the best skater, but my gosh, can he can he uh, uh, play on the power play and and he'll hit people? But uh, uh, I thought and you mentioned right right at the the top here of NetFront uh talking about New, New York Islanders structured play and a little heavier style for an Eastern Conference I thought okay Bortuzzo will be in the lineup and it wasn't it was Gunnarsson, and and, and also uh, today at the practice uh Bortuzzo was still the odd man out mm-hmm. on defense so it looks like looks like maybe Barubi's seeing the same thing that you are again more proof folks I believe Gardo could coach the could coach the Blues, but it uh, looks like he's going to run with Gunnarsson a little
0: bit. a little bit, yeah. I mean, you know, I do love Bortuzzo. Again, throws his body in there, and uh, well, will block shots. Ovechkin's shots, he'll block. Oh, oh my, my, my goodness! That one. He said sequence. he was getting. Yeah, he was getting texts from his friends after oh, the, that uh, was the Washington. <laughs> just Are you there. okay? <laughs> yeah, he just got blasted again. And again, and that last one caught him up in the torso. He just got hammered. Yeah, he kept yeah. going out there to cover uh, Ovi, and then last, finally Ovi unleashed and caught him up pretty high up yeah i yeah. thought that could have cracked a rib hell or something. of a way to make it live oh and you know i mean and like we always say on the other side of it if a guy's in the way keep shooting until you soften them up right because <laughs> pareko yeah yeah right? just hammer yeah. away and then sooner yeah. later they're gonna quit blocking your shot well in this case it was more getting yeah. softened up so uh, in terms of falk i mean what's interesting about the guy which i did not know from not i knew he was an offensive guy i didn't want did not watch carolina a whole lot to be honest with you and then um but Nor did anyone in Carolina yeah. until last year. So, but he's uh you know for a guy that he's not tall, but he is physical. Mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. got he's he's a he's a thick player, lower torso, kind of like
1: uh, Tarasenko. You know, it's called the mm-hmm. tank, and I don't think Tar- Tarasenko likes that nickname. But I think Falk is tank too. I mean, that it'd be a good fullback with a with a, with that lower lower torso there going going. Yeah, the
0: and you have to what you have to do in the defensive end sometimes is try to ease guys out, try to block out like a basketball player because you can't latch on repeatedly and get away with it. I mean, in the old days, we can, and you can cross-check here and there, especially on the penalty kill, but it's still kind of frowned upon. They're not going to let you do it like they used to. So you really have to kind of tow guys, try to tow a guy or, or block a guy out of there, which is not easy. Right, I mean, right. He's, he's kind of built for that. And also, the, and then again, the wall play along the wall. Yeah, the
1: and the wall play, they, they try to knock him off the puck, and he, he's just so, so
0: uh, powerful. He just kind of shrugs them off more often than not like a get away from me. On a side note, I got to tell you man it was uh, and why you why you need big guys and like I know the the blues have a guy Scott Brunovich, who's a good prospect who's going to be a, in the uh, a pro next year but he's little and I was watching the uh, the capitals were getting uh, ticked off playing the Avalanche and they started and they got so they started running around well Ovechkin, Sam Gerard plays for the Avalanche he, he's 5 nine. He may be 180 pounds, and I mean, he just kept getting trucked by these guys. And you have to understand, this is another reason why the Blues are, have a strength. There are there are some teams that have got good young, skilled defensemen, but some of them are kind of small. You know, you don't have that. The Blues, I mean, maybe the guy you would say, well, maybe Gunnarsson's not the most physical guy, but he knows how to stay out of trouble. Pretty savvy. You know, he, he, yeah, he gets rid of the pocket. he knows what's going on out there. He doesn't leave himself vulnerable. You watch some of these games and some of these little D-men <laughs> getting run over. Because that's the way the game right. is. Now. There's nobody, yes. no way to hold these guys up in the forecheck.
1: Yeah. yeah, and they, they got a, they, out of the, the little cookie cutter, they, they got another one just about ready. I guess he needs a little more time in the uh, – in the uh, toaster oven there, but the Nico Mikola, and he's apparently he's playing very well at yeah, the start. Yeah, he's a rangy guy, and that's about six five and about two fifteen. It's like if you're another team, you're like, where do they get these guys?
0: Yeah, they so their blue line defense or their their defense their depth on the blue line is, is is really important. And I think as far as the offensive side goes, I think we'll see Falk uh, assert himself more. He certainly looks for a shot. I like the way the power play looks. I like the balance between the two groups. And, you know, even uh, you were able to mix in, depending on a scenario, if you want to put the extra D-man in, you put Pareko in just because you're trying to, you've given up some shorthanded and you almost gave up another one. It'd be the one negative. You know, they, you know. Right. They get caught buck. in
1: like, and, and sometimes it's going to happen, but, and especially there, and, and Petro's mentioned this a couple times, uh, Barubi is really emphasizing even more than he did last year. He wants the defenseman up in the play. And, uh, Sometimes you get caught, even on five-on-five on five play, just in the, you know, besides the power play. And sometimes they've gotten caught a couple of
0: times. And uh, I felt bad for uh, Falk on the one. Um, you know, he's on the right point, and the puck's bouncing along, and, you know, probably a crappy ice. And, you know, they're going to rush the point. The puck's coming along the wall, and it's like he's sort of caught. Okay. And, of course, the puck hops past him. And off to the races, Petro tries to get back to – to, to, you know, save the day and can't quite. Right. And the, uh, so it's just uh, that that sort of thing happens. And if they cut down on that and continue with the look that we're seeing with, uh, again, one-timers, guys on the right, the proper side of the ice, be it right side, left side, they're on the proper side. You know, I think that in 10 games we'll be pretty happy with the power play.
1: I think they're getting there. I think it's three games in a row they've scored a goal. Again, I'm uh... – I'm keeping with the uh, the David Perron promise, 10 to 15 games before mm-hmm. I write about the uh, power play, but y- yeah, I agree with you. You can see some potential there, and uh, my gosh, the, 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 the power play that Tarasenko scored, it was a clinic. It looked oh, like, they had, boy, some opportunities, they had didn't they? Oh, my gosh, but <laughs> but uh, it looked like a lot of the power plays we've seen against the, the Blues, where they just controlled, and the, the other team looks almost helpless at times to, to to stop it, and obviously you're not going to see that all the time, but We'd like to see it more, and so that that was, I think, was very promising.
0: Yeah, they got caught in a rut last year, which was really kind of hard to hard to understand why. But they just got caught into a. uh, They were just doing things by um, paint by numbers. They were just caught in a pattern. They're very predictable with their movement, and again, by waiting, you know, not only were they predictable, but then they were they weren't quick with their movements, so the teams had no trouble one. Getting in for getting into their their box and then just rotating easily with it, kind of knowing what was going to happen. And it's now quicker shots and a little more unpredictability. Getting guys moving around, changing positions. I mean, just uh, you know, you just don't you just don't want to be predictable. And if nothing else, you you throw some more into the mix, master, just get more opportunities. Yeah. Just, yeah. Even from tough angles, if there's a crowd in front of the net, throw it in there because it might either it doesn't it doesn't bounce in, it might bounce out to somebody
1: right. in a good shooting position. And
0: perfect example, it wasn't
1: on a power play, but the, that backhand by uh, Sammy Blay up in Montreal. It's, it's like no way that's going in, and he just flipped it on net, and it 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 had to surprise Carey Price because it there wasn't much room and it was a terrible angle,
0: or a shot that you know boom boom lets a shot go and uh, you know. <laughs> You never know. I mean, off the derriere of, uh, of Sammy Blay. You yeah. could, or or, or or a Jay Bowmeister shot that just finds us uh, magically finds a path because <laughs> there's a lot of traffic. It magically finds its way through. Mm-hmm. But again, even on that shot by uh, Bowmeister, um, you know, in a scenario where you're just trying to sustain pressure, he shot it quick. Puck came across. He one timed, didn't happened to hit a spot. Yeah. You know, yeah. and people couldn't reset. So I mean, it's, it's not. in a lot so much of this is just confidence and rhythm.
1: Yeah. I, I still, in general, would like to see them see them take just put more shots on that. And one thing overall, uh, they've got to cut down on the shot the shot total. It looks a lot like last year, except they're not giving up four goals a game. They're giving up about like three point four or something like that. But uh, the other team's been over thirty shots, I think, every game except uh, Ottawa, and that's very unblues like, as you know, Jeff. They're normally near the top of the league in terms of fewest shots on goal. So they, 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 they got to do a little better there.
0: And quickly, as we uh, start getting to the end of the net front here, uh, interesting games coming up. You've got uh, Vancouver just had a homestand where they uh, beat up uh, three teams by a 16-5 to margin. They, they slaughtered the Kings. Not a great team. They slaughtered the Red Wings. Not a great team. But still, it's a better team. Uh, JT Miller, Michael Furland up front, Tyler Myers in the back, uh, you know, you've got a different a different group, and a young Brock Besser, who's going to be really good, who's just starting to find his game. Pedersen's is a magician. Um, certainly, Bo Horvat for a while was alone was all they had, and he's their captain now, and he's a very good two way player. Uh, it's a, that's a really good team. And
1: they beat, if memory serves me right, they beat the Blues two out of three last year. Anyway, without quite the momentum and some of the talent. That yeah, they they've had.
0: added they've added to it, and they've got some additional maturity. Uh, Quinn Hughes, younger, uh, a brother of, uh, of Jack, another talented guy. I guess there's another one coming who's going to be in the league coming yeah. up soon yeah. too. But he is tremendously uh, gifted as, a, as an offensive defenseman. So they may not have Jacob Markstrom for the game, but in goal they just got Demko, the ba- young backup, just just beat the, uh, the Red Wings 5-1. Uh, so a lot of good young players. They finally turned the page. And then you got Montreal coming in, and you saw them. Max Dome a uh, very uh, electric player. You know, they've got a good mix of some grit with uh, got veterans like Shea Weber and Brendan uh, Gallagher and some younger guys with some uh, some wheels and some, uh, some ability, and they certainly got the Blues into the wrong type of game, so – Hey, these next two games at Enterprise Center. Yeah, and then it's Colorado. I think on Monday they're are, they're off to a good start, aren't they're they? They're very good. Off if Grubauer was they they had the uh, home stand where they won all their games, and now they hit the road and they start that off with a victory. Uh, they're good in goal, and they're better with Nazem Kadre on their second line. Uh, they've balanced up their team with their two two offensive lines. Good young D man. Now Gerard is little, but then you know you look at a guy like Kale McCarr who's really good. Mm-hmm. Could be uh, your uh, your Calder winner this year. Tremendous young D man. So, yeah, I mean, not that there are any easy games. Yeah, you gotta you gotta win. Which gets back to if you have a chance to win a game, I guess you are better, like you did in Long Island. But yeah, now we'll find out if our heroes can take that did next. Did you uh,
1: just uh, off topic a little? D- yeah, I did enjoy watching Brady Kachuk play. Now he didn't score, but he was like all over the Oh, he guy. is just. Pest, huh? And he's
0: a big kid. Yeah. Imagine yeah. how, I mean, 20 said, years old. He's like yeah. I think 2 months younger than Robert Thomas. He's just a he's already a very physical player. And when you say, well, yeah, you know, Matthew, he's a finesse one. And you're thinking, Matthew, because he was <laughs> no. talented, and, but he's a finesse guy. Brady's more the bulldozer. I'm like, wow, because he's even more irritable. Yeah, he is even more <laughs> of a problem. And, you know, that was a, you know, that was a pick that they ended up feeling um, pretty good about. I mean, they could have held on and tried to do the lose for Hughes thing. They wouldn't have gotten the pick, as it turns out. And, and Brady's a character guy. Yeah. Now, the question is, with this team, as always, with, with Ottawa, is, is the ownership and can they put it together, but, man – the Kachuk boys.
1: Maybe he's a Kachuk in two, three years that uh, four years could end up in St. Louis. I, well, I think keep, Calgary's going to try to hang on to that. Yeah, you,
0: you keep getting these, your chats, keep, you get bombarded with the same guys. Like, well, uh, why can't they just trade this, this, and this to get bring the Kachuk home? Yeah. Well, else, I usually
1: refer them to, you, to, those, yeah, to your chat yeah. there, Gordo.
0: Because they're pretty darn good. Yeah, I think Calgary does keep uh, Matthew. Why wouldn't he want to stay there? But uh, Ottawa could be a different story. Well, that's Jim Thomas. I'm Jeff Gordon. This has been NetFront Presence. A reminder on a couple fronts. You can check out all of our podcasts at stltoday.com slash podcast. You can find us on your favorite – refer us to your friends. Uh, They can find us on your uh, various uh, podcast apps. Uh, check out everything we do here at stl today try out a digital subscription for a more user-friendly experience some good support good local journalism and and jt there uh, lots more coming uh content coming you uh again you're plugging in the Vlady tarasenko story
1: yeah yeah it'll be good to uh uh good to write that and it was good to catch up with him and and uh uh he's a streaky guy so who knows maybe this will get him going
0: and uh jim you and uh tom Turman will continue doing your chats i'll have a, a general chat on Friday, and I'm sure we'll get a few hockey questions in there, but mostly a lot of uh, spleen venting about our, our, our baseball team. But uh, Hey, it's a hockey town, though, right, Jeff? Yeah, it's a hockey town. We can, uh, Derek can talk about that over on, on his podcast. <laughs> Until next time, for Jim Thomas, for senior executive producer, DJ Gary Helson I'm Jeff Gordon. See you.